Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. I'm Erin. This is our seventh heaven podcast. On today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be talking about season ten, episode eighteen, the title of Seventh Heaven. The title is Invitation to Disaster. The IMDb user synopsis is Annie hated receiving an invitation to Simon's disaster wedding with Rose in May until she realizes that's the same day as Big Brother Matt and his wife Sarah's graduation from New York Med School. Neither group will even consider another date, (laughs) arguing that uh, the other event is less important or troublesome. Ruthie considers taking a summer poetry course in Scotland to be with her ex, Peter, but Dad won't pay and the phone bill hits hard. Kevin plans the romantic idea of eloping. Rose's jealous ex, Bert, grills Simon about his mystery girlfriend and questions his commitment. Annie finds out and teams up with Bert, who talks Rose out of eloping as the Camdens would ruin this by attending. Yet the changes of plans and truth time up inspiring, surprising changes of heart. Number one, before I ask your first impression, you can't fucking change the graduation date <laughs> of the, the like. It's, this synopsis makes it sound like Matt and Sarah were being like stubborn. Or yeah, something. yeah. Like no, this is our graduation date. We chose it years ago, but it's like no, the school chose it. And also, that entire last sentence just seems like people it, somebody picked words out of a hat and put them together. Right. Yeah. Yet the changes of plans and the and truth time up, inspiring for surprising. <laughs> It's just not words in an order. Yeah. So what was your first impression of this episode? Um, Actually, I really enjoyed it. Like, I... For the wrong reasons. For the wrong reasons. Um, It may have reminded me of someone in my life. And it just... It just... I don't know. I actually thought this was really entertaining. Um, I think this is, like, what's fun about 7th Heaven at its core. When everybody gets to be their, like, maximum crazy selves... Um, Which I think is something that we disliked for a while, but yeah. now we're just like come around. Like it's yeah. just re- we're just resigned to like this is the way it's going to be. So we might as well like it, I guess. I know. I feel like after ten seasons, it's like the only way I can enjoy it. Like if if they tried to give us a se- like an episode like from like an ep- a season two, season three type episode now, I'd be bored out of my mind. Which is what's happened like throughout this season. But when they give us like the high volume, high into like high crazy, high like nothing makes sense. It's all like not logical whatsoever. I'm actually kind of intrigued. Um, but I do, I do think this episode suffers from what a lot of Seventh Heaven suffers from introducing really interesting plot points in previous episodes. Right. I was so, I, this is, well, I think yeah. both of us agreed in this. So there was this mystery woman in the last episode mm-hmm. we'd never seen that Simon was talking to. And it's, it's not even addressed like until maybe halfway through this episode. And not even by the right person. Right. It, and it, it's just, and then they still don't even elaborate enough because, in my opinion, yeah, because agreed. this woman definitely made it seem like she had some dirt on Simon, and like that seemed to be why Simon kept like appeasing her in the last episode was because she knew something that he didn't want anyone to find out, and he then his like excuse in this episode is just like, oh, she's just a friend. So, anyway, let's get started. Um, so the cold opens very very quick. Um, Twins are coming home from school. They grab the mail. In the mail is the wedding invitation. Um, and Annie says, invitation to disaster out loud. And then it, it's done. <laughs> yes. Um, b- oh, wait. Do we? But bef- before it's done, the boys, this is like their minor subplot, leave. Yeah. Go out to throw out the junk mail. They wait. And then Annie gives them the junk mail. And then for some reason, this is like the, their thing that they do every day. Um, actually, let's just talk about, like, give that, the twins yeah. the one sentence that they deserve. Yeah, so anyway, later on, it happens again with the Rev getting the mail. 
they go out, like, they're like, can we take the junk mail out of the garage? And the Rev is like, okay, is there a reason you like doing this so much? He he walks out there and finds them. They have, like, the junk mail, and it's, like, a- advertisements and stuff, and they are just cutting out different women who are in the advertisements in the junk mail, and it's weird, and it's never really explained. Yeah. The Rev is just like, oh, okay. <laughs> It's also definitely too young, I feel like, for them. Or the way that the twins act, it's too young. They might be of age, like, actually, but... No, I think that... Well, they're, like, supposed to be, what, like, seven in the show. Maybe the actors were a little bit... No, those no, those kids don't no. really look much older than seven or eight. Right. I feel like it's too young for them to be, like, ooh, girls. Right. Or, but, like... Like, they've done this... They've, like, teased this before, though. Wasn't there, like, an earlier episode where, I don't know, I don't pay attention to them, but there was something earlier, and it wasn't the girl who invited one of them on the play date, it was something else where they were talking about how they were going to, like, start had, dating, or had they had girlfriends at school or something. And they wanted Annie. to impress them with gifts or something. Yes, yes, that was it. Um, so, I don't know. But girlfriends at school is different than... Like Pic- ad- yeah, cutting out <laughs> pictures of women in advertisements. That's like, yeah, actually, that's very different. <laughs> it's very, and it's not like this isn't. And we're not like not to so our viewers get a, like the wrong idea. This isn't like Victoria's Secret. It's like a right, woman, yeah, like a woman <laughs> modeling a radio. It's like, like it's, it's like the woman in the LL Bean catalog, yeah. like, or like it's like a Cialis commercial or something, yeah. but like in ad form, print ad form. So um, yeah, it's. I, not that I think it would be any more appropriate for them to be, like, cutting out Victoria's Secret. Yeah, it's... No, nothing models. is right about this. And the other thing is, they're talking about how they like the hair. So it's like, I like the blonde hair, the black hair, and the other one's like, I like the brown hair. And it's like, what exactly is happening here? They could be cutting out pictures of, like, horses. <laughs> I mean, no idea. Anyway, that's the twins. Um, so we're gonna talk... Uh, the main storyline in this episode is this whole wedding date fiasco, uh, which we'll just get to in a second. But, um... The other thing that's happening is Ruthie and Peter are on the phone all the time. Because they have an opportunity, or Peter already signed up for this opportunity for the summer. I guess they're in different schools now, but this is like must be some independent program. But Peter ha- is going to Scotland for the summer to study poetry, apparently, and he wants Ruthie to go, or Ruthie wants to go, or some combination of both. Mm-hmm. So Ruthie is like, asks the Rev if she can have $2,500 to go to Scotland for the summer. The Rev is like, we don't have that money. And Kevin is sitting there, and he's like, oh, I'll give you $2,500 to go to Scotland, because, again, he's just loaded for whatever Somebody reason. Man. His father was very, very wealthy, apparently. Um, and he's just got thousands of dollars to hand away to his sister-in-law. Um, so then anyway, Ruthie goes over to Kevin and Lucy's house, picks up the check. There's a little bit of banter about how she's like, I have to babysit for you forever. Then later on, she's on the phone again, and she finds out that Peter can't go because he failed a class. Which is out of character, you said. Um, because if you recall, when Ruthie and Peter dated, Peter was always, like, first to get his homework done, and he didn't like how Ruthie was always procrastinating. But he failed the class, so Paris and Vic will not let him take the trip anymore. But Ruthie is like, well, I'm still going, so bye. And then at the same time, the Rev gets the phone bill and takes Ruthie's phone away. But I think that the end of the whole whole thing is that Ruthie is very much going to Scotland with or without Peter. And we will see what what happens from there. I think the whole thing is uh, Annie doesn't know yet. Everybody but Annie knows. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I think... Like, the Rev, like, was sitting there when Kevin offered up the money, but I feel like he never really said it was okay either. Well, she has the money to go, so she might Yeah, as well. but she's 16, so that's she's going to need someone to sign, that's like, some true. sort of... You're right, you're right. Uh, 
So, but twenty five hundred twenty. So it's twenty five hundred. And she said it's for the summer, and it yeah. includes all her meals, lodging, and and that's really and plane ticket. Like, the the flight alone would would well, be like like a little less than half of that. But um, that's. I mean, it's a pretty it, good deal, but I don't think it's like the whole summer. They keep saying it's for the summer, but I feel like it's like two weeks or some shit because who's who really wants to spend their entire summer chaperoning high schoolers around Scotland? Me. Um, no, that's not true. You don't want to. It's, chaper- not, it's not true. That sounds it's not true. like the it, worst yeah, chaperoning, yeah. like sixteen-year-olds in, yeah, in a foreign abroad. country. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And especially now, it would just be all, everything would be for the Instagram. I mean, this was like two thousand. Three, four? Six. Six. Wow. <laughs> really killing it here with time. Yeah. Okay, so let's get to the main Well, story. it wouldn't all be for the Instagram then, but like 2006. It'd be for the Facebook. MySpace and, and Facebook, Facebook existed. It would definitely be for the Facebook Yes, because there was a, my school did like a summer Europe trip uh, every year. And I like a few years ago, one of my friends was like, oh yeah, I went on that trip. And, like, she was, like, we weren't actually interested. Like, we were just interested in taking pictures with the things that we were seeing. We did not actually care about the significance of any of it. So, anyway, moving on. to um, So, the main storyline is that when everybody gets the invites for the wedding, they also get invites to Matt and Sarah's med school graduation. Both things are taking place on May 13th. Um, Which I fact-checked. It was a Saturday in 2006. <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, this is when we get our brief glimpse of the return of Sarah. Uh, that's Matt's still wife. They're still, still married. married. Even though, I guess they, like, reconciled off-screen. I don't know. They. I feel like their marriage was rocky, then it wasn't, then it was, It was, it like, inexplicably rocky, and then, like, it was patched up. Like, there was just back and forth, but I think it's fine now. Um, we get... Uh, so Sarah and Rose have never spoken or meet, met each other in real life before. But Sarah is comfortable picking up the phone and calling Rose to be like, you have to move your wedding. And Rose is like, no, I don't. I mean, who wants to go to a med- medical school graduation anyway? Everybody graduates all the time. And Sarah's like, not med school. They don't. And also our date was set years ago. Yours was only set like months ago. So change it. And Sarah's like, sorry, no. Well, no, sorry, Rose is like, sorry, no. And that is the last we see of Sarah in this episode. Yep. Um, This kind of gets Annie really excited because it means that the wedding will have to be postponed. And if it's postponed, it might actually be canceled because it gives them more time to, like, think it out. So Annie's decided to take over the wedding planning herself. Um, By, well, first Ruthie comes and gives her, like, all of these sheets of paper. And she's like, this is all I could get. And we learn that Annie contacted, she somehow persuaded the restaurant owner to send her the calendars for, like, the next few months um, so that Annie could choose an alternate date that was available to just unilaterally move the wedding. Um, There are no dates. The whole summer is booked, so they're like, oh, we're not going to be able to get them married this summer, but whatever, she's got more plans. I don't know. Then she starts calling different restaurants uh, in the area to try to move it. Um, And I don't know. This is when... The Rev and Kevin alternatively come up with the plan that they're like, well, we could tell Simon to elope, and that way nobody has to go to their wedding because nobody wants to go mm-hmm. anyway, and everyone could end up going to Matt's graduation as well. So the Rev is like, I don't know why, why they're, I don't know, they're like, okay, well, here's what's going to happen. Well, Kevin is like, oh, well, Simon trusts me. 
He'll call me to find out what he should do when he realizes that there's a conflict, and I'll suggest elopement to him, and that's exactly how it works. Yes. And Simon's like, that's a great idea! Um, also, we have this, like, minor subplot in which Annie and Lucy are butting heads, and there's a whole thing about which one of them is the better Christian. Yeah. Um, basically what's going on is the entire family is kind of resigned to the fact that Simon and Rose are getting married, but Annie's still very much in denial, and Lucy's like, just let them get married and, like, be there for their wedding. You want to be there for your son's wedding. You d- don't try to, like, sabotage it or anything. And Annie's like, you are only saying this because you think you're a better Christian than me. And I would like to remind you that Lucy is Annie's daughter and that Annie is meant to be the adult in this situation. But isn't. She's just going wacky nuts, wacky nuts so here. Um, yes. So... So Simon, no, sorry, Kevin, as Aaron said, Kevin and Simon talk, get the idea about the elopement. Both Rose and Simon are really into that idea. And they're like, whoa, we can have Lucy and Kevin be our witnesses because to some extent Simon wants some of his family there and Kevin and Lucy are happy and willing. And then later on, we Simon is alone and Umberto comes back into his life. And we learn that Rose has also been discussing... Pretty much everything yes. private that, that Simon and Rose have been talking about. And he's like, you can't elope. Um, you're just doing it because, I don't know, you're not sure. You wanna, you're going to rush into something and make this decision just so everyone can go to a stupid graduation. Um, and then Umberto reveals. Finally, this is like more than halfway into the episode. Yeah. Umberto is like, and also, you've got that girlfriend. That, because Rose called the last number that you're, you had dialed on your phone last week. And a woman picked up and... Then Simon's like, oh, she's just a friend. We work together. Whatever. I talk to her about Rose and my problems, just like Rose talks to you about, like, our problems. It doesn't mean anything. But, like, as Aaron mentioned, the way that this woman was introduced, it was very much like, I know something about you that if Rose finds out that I exist or know this thing, that it's going to ruin your life with her. Which wouldn't, I mean, like, yeah, Rose is kind of like, a drama queen. Yeah, but if it was actually just, like, yeah. an innocent, like, this is a co-worker yeah. and a female friend, then I think that Rose would eventually be, like, okay with it. She was fine with, like, the whole sh- shit with Sandy, so, like, I'm sure it would be okay with the co-worker, too. And nothing even happened with the co-worker. But it definitely feels like it could have been something else. Yeah. And I feel like Seventh Heaven just tried to put, like, put that in there in the last episode and expected their audience to not, like do any critical thinking about it in the next episode, but we're the audience and we're doing a lot of critical thinking about it. Because well, also in the last episode, but when she calls him the first time and she wants him to come outside, he's like, no, I can't. And she's like, well, Rose would like to hear about this, right? Like, she, yeah. ma- she makes it really seem like, well, if you don't do what I say right now, Rose is going to find out some shit about you and it's not going to be good. And like, yeah, I just, I feel like it was a wasted opportunity, and if it wasn't a wasted opportunity, then it was like, do they think we're that stupid, that we're not gonna, like, connect two and two together, like, the audience? Yeah. I don't know. It's like, please, like, give your audience some sort of credit, seven, Seventh Heaven. Um, so... I mean, it is, it's just bad writing. It is really it's bad not, writing. It's not, I don't think they're, like, insulting us, it's just bad writing on their part. So, um, Simon and Humberto have this conversation, Simon's like, no, I want to marry her. Um, and for some reason, Umberto is left in, in Simon's apartment by himself and he's in charge of picking up the phone and on the, in Glen Oak, Annie and Lucy find out about this elopement scheme that Kevin and, 
the Rev have hatched. And Lucy... Well, Lucy, Lucy was on board with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then Annie is like, everybody tried to do this, like, under... I don't know, to undermine me. Um, so Annie calls... Umberto picks up and they have a weird conversation. He's like, nice to meet you over the phone. And she's like, we have to stop this wedding. He's like, I couldn't agree with you more. So then they start hatching the plan where he's like, I'm going to tell Rose that you and your entire, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. That it. you and your entire family are on, on your way here to witness the elopement and she won't want to do it. And Annie's like, perfect. And that's what happens. That's um, exactly what happens. And Rose is like, we can't get eloped. Because this is just like, this isn't an elopement, it's turning into like just a cheap version of the wedding I want, because they just want to go, to, they don't want to come to the wedding, they want to go to Matt's graduation. So she calls Annie and tells him she, she still wants her wedding, but she calls Annie's cell phone because she thinks they're all on their way to the school or whatever. And then, then she calls the house phone to check that they're always there, but guess what? They're all there. So Rose is like, aha! But doesn't she, she uses, this is weird too, because she uses this revelation against Umberto. Yeah. And she's like, I knew they weren't on their way. And he's like, how did you know? And she says like intuition. But so again, she's not even blaming like the Camdens. She's like, Umberto, you were trying to stop this. Uh, then like, because Umberto really loves Rose. I don't really like, if you love something, let them go. I don't really fucking know. But, um, Rose is like, what do I do? Like, what, how do I get them to like me? And Humberto's like, this is what you have to do. And so she shows up at, like, what, the promenade? And her and Annie kind of have this, like, truce meeting. And it was ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. So we've been complaining about the fact that Seven Seven has decided to create the worst character in history to be with Simon. And that they've done little, like, zero work to humanize her or make her likable at all. And this doesn't redeem her, in my opinion, either. And this seems to be their, like, last-ditch effort before the wedding to do so. And it, like, redeems her in Annie's eyes, but in our eyes, it really doesn't. Uh, so it's basically a culmination of everything that we've already gathered. One, she's like this because her parents are divorced and didn't love her. And instead of fighting over who gets to keep her, they fought over who gets to not they have to take care together. of her. Um, two, she was left at the altar um, before. So, By Umberto. So she has, like, insecurity issues. Three, her insecurity issues manifest as her, feel, like, pretending she's superior than everybody else, and now she kind of, like, her, like, whatever, exterior is not who, what she really is, and she wants to be a better person, and she's going to be able to do that if she's with Simon. And, and she's four, she's changing the wedding for them. So she has the wedding the day before, she's going to fly all of the Camdens out to New York on a red eye that night so that they can go to Matt's wedding, and everything's going to be great. Um, and Annie's in tears, and like, I love you, you're amazing, I want you to get married to my son. She's just... Such, so much bullshit. But dun dun dun, the cliffhanger, cliffhanger kind of ending, even though it's not really a cliffhanger, is no, is Annie calling the Rev, being like, "I love her now, but I also don't think." I think she's not going to marry Simon because she's hung up on Umberto or something. Yeah, I don't know, I, I don't know why. When she... I was like, "That's never been indicated." Rose is very much over Umberto from what we've seen. But yeah, Annie makes it sound like Umberto that either like she's actually in love with Umberto or that something's some or like she's gonna find out about this this woman that simon was meeting in the parking lot which how do they know about it <laughs> i don't know i would love that, for that to happen though yeah. i want um i think that's about everything anyway, that's really worth mentioning in this I'm episode a five it's five it's a solid five five star i'm thinking i'm gonna give this a six wow yeah i gave the last episode a five and this was definitely better than the last episode so i'm giving it a six um so 
We, I, um, I guess my question is, do, does Seventh Heaven know that it's been renewed yet? It's still very much acting like it isn't. I think that, well, first of all, if you've set this kind of chain of events in motion, I don't know, even if you get renewed and you still haven't written certain episodes, to what extent you can kind of put the brakes or, like, change the trajectory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it was renewed after the finale. Oh, after the finale. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll do some research and find out when it was renewed, but it would be interesting to see if anything changes, if it was renewed in the middle of the season or not. Um, so listen to our new episodes that are out every Wednesday and Saturday on iTunes, Apple podcast app on Stitcher and on Toddcloud.com slash Camdencast. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Camdencast or on Twitter and Instagram uh, where our handle is at Camdencast show. I'm Tanvi. I'm Erin. This is Camdencast. Yeah.